Hello, everyone. My name is Andrew, and I'm Cassie. And this is the Culips English podcast. Welcome back to Culips. You're listening to Simplified Speech, the Culips series, which features clear. Natural and easy to understand English conversations about interesting topics. Today, I'm joined by my co-host Cassie. Hello, Cassie. Hey there, Andrew, and hi, listeners. So, Andrew, it's been a little while since we've had one of our famous catch-up calls. So, I was thinking, why don't we remedy that by chatting about, you know, what's been going on lately? Sounds like a good plan, Cassie. I like that idea. So why don't we get started with our chat here in just a moment? But before we do, I want to let everyone know that there's a study guide and transcript that you can get for this episode on our website, Qlips.com. It's available for all Qlips members, and it's a great study resource that we have created. To help you guys build your English skills and reach your English learning goals faster than ever, so to become a Qlips member and to get unlimited access to all of our study guides for all of our episodes, plus some amazing bonuses like invitations to our monthly live streams, just visit our website Qlips.com. We also want to give a shout out to Oakley, one of our listeners from Turkey. Oakley left us a five star rating and a great review on Apple Podcasts, and wrote, "Greetings from Istanbul. You all are really doing a very helpful job for English learners who want to improve their listening skills. I listen to you guys on the subway every single morning while I go to the office. You make my day more colorful. Please keep it up." Wow, Oakley! Thank you for the awesome review and for listening and learning with us. Absolutely, thank you, Oakley. That's a great review, Cassie. I personally really like this way of opening a message. Like,、uh, I know Oakley was leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts, but you could even start an email like this. Like sometimes when I write emails to people that I know live in a faraway place, I will always say "Greetings from Seoul." You know, Oakley opened the review with "Greetings from Istanbul." I I don't know personally. I really like that way of starting a message. So, great job, Oakley, on writing that review. It sounds very, very natural. I just want to say that's really cool too. And what a coincidence! Because I actually played the board game Istanbul today. And what are the odds? <laughs> <laughs> what are the odds? Yeah, the shout out in our episode today. <laughs> So thank you again for that great review, Oakley, and thanks to everyone who's been supporting us with a review and a five star rating on the different podcast apps out there. We really do appreciate it. Well, Andrew, I think it's time to jump in and start our catch up chat. So, Andrew, what's new? Well, Cassie, I have been just living my normal life. You know, I'm always busy with. Doing the podcast and going to work and all of those mundane things that are maybe not too interesting to talk about, but <laughs> thankfully I've had a couple of fun things happen recently that I could share about, and one of them is related to one of my passions in life, which、mm -hmm. is listening 
to music, I think. Mm -hmm. Longtime listeners of Q-Lips will know that I'm a huge music fan and music nerd, and I love listening to music and playing music, and pretty much everything about music interests me. When I moved to Korea around six years ago, I unfortunately had to get rid of my record collection. I had a pretty extensive LP vinyl record collection, maybe, I don't know, 150 or 200 records. It was a pretty decent size collection. The problem with LP records, though, is that they're big and they're heavy and um, they're not a, a very good item for bringing across the world <laughs> when you <Yes>. move. <laughs> So I actually left them with one of my friends and mm -hmm. uh, I, I'm pretty sure that he still has my records. And I think, you know, in the back of my mind, I always hope that one day if I move back to Canada, I can track that friend down and find my records again. At least that's what I like to hope. And I hope he hasn't sold them <laughs> or anything like that. But <laughs> Anyways, that means that uh, I have had no records for the last six years or so. I've just been listening to digital music. I have a Spotify subscription and I listen to music that way. But recently, within the last six months or so, my wife and I decided that we're going to get back into listening to vinyl music. So we bought a record player and we both have been buying old records and collecting old records and uh, we like to listen to music on our record player. It's kind of in our kitchen dining room area. So while we're mm -hmm. cooking or when we eat dinner in the evening, we always like to throw a record on and listen to it. But it's been really interesting shopping and buying and collecting records here in South Korea. It's a totally different experience than what I'm used to back in Canada. And Cassie, I think maybe even when you visited my place last time, maybe we put a record on. Did we Did we do that? We did. We listened to an old Japanese album. Okay. Yeah. I. Yeah. Those are a couple uh, old Japanese records that I have from when I visited Japan uh, uh, last time, mm -hmm. which was like several years ago before the pandemic. Uh, I bought some records when I was over there. Even though you didn't have a player? <laughs> yeah, I didn't have a player. <laughs> I've been keeping these records for like three years. And then finally, we have a player. So I was able to listen to those. But since you visited, I've maybe tripled or quadrupled my collection. I have wow. bought a lot of records. And the reason that I say it's different is because when I was in Canada, I would always visit record stores and do what is called digging. So digging mm. just means, you know, you can imagine maybe what uh, an old record store looks like, a used record store. They just have thousands and thousands of records in boxes and you kind of have to dig through the boxes to try and find some treasure, right? To try and find yeah. the record <laughs> that you're looking for. Well, here in Korea, there are also used record stores, but all of the collections have been digitized and you can just go online and search through their websites to try and find what you're looking for. So mm. I've been kind of doing this digital digging. And 
what I've found, I found something really interesting, Cassie, and that is mm -hmm. that there are lots of counterfeit records in Korea. So Counter counterfeit, like they... They're copies. They're not original uh... versions of the records. Maybe, I don't know, back in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, maybe foreign records were too expensive to import or I have no idea. But for whatever reason, there are thousands of counterfeit records of like old bands from <laughs> like the 60s, from the 70s, from the 80s. Mm -hmm. And you can buy these records for very cheap online. They're like $2 or $3. <laughs> and I found some great stuff. Like we're talking classic bands here, like the Rolling Stones and the Beatles mm -hmm. and Neil Young, really classic music. But I was really surprised. Like, why are these records so cheap? I, I don't know why they're so cheap. If I were to buy these in Canada, they would be expensive and here they're cheap. Mm -hmm. So I bought them online and they were delivered to me. And that's when I realized, oh, these are counterfeits. Like there are some spelling mistakes on the track listing. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> like for example, one Neil Young record that I bought, one of the songs mm -hmm. is named Birds. But mm -hmm. on that record, it is spelt Birdo. <laughs> ah, but is the sound quality the same? Yeah, so it's really case by case. Some of them sound exactly the same, and some of them have been pressed onto really thin vinyl, and mm -hmm. uh, the sound quality is not so good on on some of those records. So. Mm. It's been really interesting to to buy some of these counterfeits and look at them and listen to them. I don't know. I personally think it's a really kind of cool historical item that I just randomly stumbled upon. So yeah, it's been really fun. And uh, I've got a lot of great stuff. Some of the record store owners have sent me some free records as well. So yeah, it's been, wow. it's really, it's really cool. I've been enjoying it. I guess they're probably trying to, you know, when they get a customer that's excited about it, they want to promote it because vinyl records is really a, a dying trade. Yeah, it is and it isn't. It's a little bit strange. Like there has been a big renaissance with vinyl records over the last decade or so um, because there is definitely a difference in the quality between something that's digital and something that's physical. If you have a good stereo and a good record player, you really can tell the difference. But yeah, I, I mean, for just a casual music fan, maybe it's not worth the investment and it does take up a lot of space in your house. But for hardcore mm -hmm. music fans like me, uh, yeah, we love to have the physical record to hold it, to, to feel it, to actually mm -hmm. put it on the record player and turn it on and see it move. Uh, it's amazing. So I'm really happy uh, that vinyl is back in my life. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you that because besides, you know, the one time I listened at your house, I've never really listened to vinyl records. So what you're saying is, is that the sound actually is significantly different compared to a digital version and a vinyl version? Oh, yeah. Now, my record player is just a cheap record player, and I don't think you would notice a big difference just listening uh, to something on my record player. But if you were to listen to 
a vinyl record on a nice stereo with a good preamp and good speakers, there would be a big difference. The sound is just much richer and warmer. And mm. I think you could tell for sure. Uh, but unfortunately, I don't have that kind of setup in my apartment <laughs> yet. One day, that's my goal, but <laughs> not today. You're giving me the itch to buy vinyl records, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, well, next time you're up here in Seoul, Cassie, I will introduce you to some of the cool new records I've bought. And maybe I can twist your arm into getting uh, a stereo at your place as well. Sounds good. Do you have any other updates? The only other update that I could share with everyone is that I am really sore at the moment. My whole body is kind of aching. And it's not because I'm sick. It's because I did a crazy run last weekend out of the blue. It was a bad idea. I didn't <laughs> do any planning. I just got this idea in my head and decided to go for it because I had a little bit of free time in the afternoon. And that run that I did was around the perimeter of Seoul, where I live here in South Korea. The whole perimeter? I don't know. Maybe you've seen it when you visited Cassie, but there is uh, an old fortress wall that surrounds the perimeter of the city. And yeah. It's called the Hanyang Dosong, and mm -hmm. uh, it connects the eight gates of the city. It's a really awesome kind of fortress wall that surrounds the old Seoul. Now, this wall is like really old. It was built in the 1300s, but you can still walk around it. There are, I think, seven or eight hiking courses that are combined mm -hmm. into one course. And the total perimeter is maybe around 20 kilometers. So it's not, mm -hmm. it's not crazy long, but uh, I'm not really in great shape these days. Uh, coming out of the winter here, I haven't been doing as much running through the winter. And also that fortress wall goes up and down three mountains. So <laughs> even though it's only like 20 kilometers <laughs> long, which isn't so bad, you have to go up one mountain, down the mountain, up one mountain, down the mountain, up one mountain, down the mountain. So there's a lot of vertical climbing and then descent as well. So I think that's why I'm so sore. It's not from the distance. It's from going up and going down. Yeah. So I just got this idea in my head out of the blue, like, oh, I should mm -hmm. try and do that. That would be a cool run to do. And then without doing enough prep, I just went for it and did it. And now I'm paying the price sitting here in pain. <laughs> yeah. Were you dying the next day? No, actually the next day was, was fine. Um, the next mm -hmm. like two days were totally fine. So I was like, yeah, this is great. And now that it's been a few days after now, now for whatever reason, uh, I'm sore. So I'm going to take it easy here for the next little bit but it was it was nice to get outside and to cross that challenge off of my bucket list yeah congratulations on your spontaneous you know physical feat yeah i'm glad that i was able to finish and that i didn't have to stop in the middle or something maybe maybe in the future i have to do more planning but it worked out this time at least <laughs> cassie how about you what's new with you um, I don't have a lot of new stuff going on, just mostly school. However, my wedding 
is just around the corner. So I guess now I'm uh, doing the last minute planning and, uh, you know, meet and greets that are really common here in Korea before a wedding. Yeah. Could you break that down for us? Because, of course, our Korean listeners will know about this part of the culture, but our listeners from other countries won't. So maybe you could uh, tell us about that custom. Yeah, sure. Uh, so in Korea, it's customary to give your invitations to your wedding in person, which means that you have to constantly be going on dinner dates and lunch dates and tea times with everyone you know in order to be handing out these invitations. So for the last few weeks, we've been having dinner with um, my fiance's family members and his friends and my friends and his parents' friends. And it's just, it's been a lot. <laughs> I remember you talking about it, Andrew, a year ago. <laughs> yeah, I had to go through it as well, Cassie. I mean, it's kind of nice because you do get to catch up with old friends. Like I got to catch up with my old friends and have a meal with them before the wedding. And I also got to meet a lot of my fiance at the time. I got to meet a lot of her friends before the wedding. So that was nice. We also kind of got lucky because it was really during the height and the dangerous part of the COVID pandemic, which meant that a lot of people were more apprehensive about meeting up or we just didn't feel like it was safe to meet up with a lot of people. So in that way, we kind of got out of doing a lot of those dinners and lunches. So I, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but it saved us some time and money, maybe. It was actually the same for us. We didn't meet all of his family members and some of the dinners that he went to with friends, uh, I couldn't go to because of, of the limit of the number of people who are allowed to sit together. It's like, oh, darn, you have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Cassie, you told me a funny story about baking some cookies. Oh, yes. <laughs> Do you think you could share that? Because I thought that was kind of a funny story. Yeah, sure. So... Not only are we getting married, but my fiance has three close friends from university who are also getting married or have gotten married in the last two months. And one of those friends, about a month ago, you know, had his wedding ceremony and all of the university friends were going to go. So my fiance said, Cassie, let's bring our wedding invitations there with some cookies and pass them out. Uh, it's the perfect opportunity. I said, okay. So I go to the grocery store. I buy pounds of butter, flour, sugar, chocolate chips, spend hours and hours and hours baking. And then the day before the wedding ceremony, three kids in my school catch COVID and we have to stay home. <laughs> <laughs> you had to self-quarantine and stay home and yeah, you couldn't distribute the cookies. That was so sad. But what ended up happening to the cookies? Did you eat them all or did you put them in your freezer? Or I'm curious <laughs> about the cookies. What happened to them? There are actually still a few cookies in my freezer, but luckily 
I still hadn't handed out invitations to the teachers in my school yet, my coworkers. And, you know, we were all quarantining. So it was a perfect opportunity. Uh, we all live in the same building or similar, like nearby. So I just knocked on doors or left them outside with a note saying, you know, here's my wedding invite. Enjoy the cookies. (laughs) (laughs) So all of that time and effort and money that you spent on ingredients, it didn't go to waste. No. And of course, I love baking. So it was fun. But I felt bad for, you know, the university friends we couldn't meet and the wedding we couldn't go to. For sure. Well, Cassie, this is probably the last time that we will record a Culips episode while you're an unmarried person. I think your wedding is just around the corner. You'll be married soon. And maybe next time we talk on Culips, you'll be married. So uh, yeah, best of luck with the wedding. And we'll have to do a, a summary and a recap once you're back from your honeymoon and settled back into regular life. Sounds good. Well, everyone, I think that will bring us to the end of our catch-up here. Thanks for listening. And of course, congratulations on doing some English listening practice today. You can go ahead and pat yourself on the back. Keep up the great work. Also, Andrew and I are curious about what's going on with you lately. So please let us know how you're doing and what's new. You can let us know by commenting on our Instagram or on the comment section or the discussion forum on Qlips.com. We'll be back soon with another brand new Qlips episode and we'll talk to you all then. Goodbye. See ya.